Hi all, and thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Open House. We're on a mission to develop a new mental health experience for all, because we believe that you can truly experience life advancement without having to spend thousands of pounds on -on one-on-one therapy. We believe that happiness is coming home to yourself under the layers and layers of you that society has told you to be. If you love this episode today, please do share on social media and tag us at Open House Life, as well as tagging Dr. Tari and I. Now, into the episode, and it's a juicy one. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Open House Podcast with me and the incredible Dr. Terry Mack. I am coming to you from Tulum today, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different to what we usually do. So Dr. Terry and I had been planning, and we were thinking about doing an episode on Mr. Nice Guy versus Mr. Bad Boy, something we talk about a lot, which is that why do those bad boys have to be so damn sexy and the good, safe and stable guys sometimes do not elicit the same reaction. And as we were talking about that, I started telling Dr. Terry about all of the exciting and juicy things that I have been up to. (laughs) (laughs) and the reason I'm laughing is because Dr. Terry said it's great we're going to do a live relationship coaching session for you right now and so I'm grinning from ear to ear like a Cheshire cat because I am about to get thrown in at the deep end (laughs) talking about two guys that if they ever hear this episode (laughs) neither (laughs) of them are going to date me ever again (laughs) (laughs) or maybe they will you know maybe they will nothing like dating two guys at once and then talking about it on a podcast huh (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get into it. I'm going to give you all listening and Dr. Terry a little bit of the backstory. So for anyone that doesn't know me, I broke up with my boyfriend a year and a half ago. I am in my 30s. It was a pretty hard breakup for me. It um, left a couple of, or should I say, it showed a couple of deep wounds that I was holding from my childhood around abandonment and defectiveness. And it hit me really hard. So it's been a year and a half now. And in all honesty, I haven't really dated. The first year, I felt like it just wasn't fair on anyone else that I was dating because I clearly was not in a place to date. And then ever since, I've started to put my feet out there, but I hadn't really found anyone in London that I was interested in dating. I'd hooked up with a couple of people, but I haven't slept with anyone. So it was all just like a little bit of fun here and there. Fast forward to Tulum. So there are two guys in this story. Now, they know each other, which makes the whole story even more complex. But the first guy I met a year and a half ago, I met him out here in Tulum. He is gorgeous. He is so charismatic. He is so wise, very spiritual, very successful at his job, has built a great life, um, makes lots of money but has that bit of a bad boy edge. So you see him driving around town on his motorcycle. He's got his top off. He is sexy as fuck. I'm sorry for the language, but he is sexy and he's interesting and he's smart, but he travels around the world. He's quite avoidant. He's very fluid. He probably has like a girl in every city, that kind of guy, right? Mm -hmm. Our connection is one of those ones which we probably talk about in like an attachment hunger episode or when we've been talking about how chemistry is not necessarily compatibility but when we are together the fireworks like literally cannot be controlled and it's almost like nothing I've ever experienced in my life the second guy is 
equally very, very handsome. I think he's absolutely gorgeous. He is a lot more grounded. His energy is so grounded, very consistent, very safe, potentially doesn't have as much of an edge as the first guy does. So he makes me feel really good in like a very kind, gentle, compassionate, like when we're together, he'll like kiss my forehead and like rub my face. And it's just very, very sweet. So this is where we're up to. I'm going to ask Dr. Terry all of her thoughts, but I got to a point where I thought and realized, you know, I don't want to date both of these guys. I don't want to date two people at once. I don't want to find myself in a dishonest, unloyal situation because as we spoke about in series one of the podcast, I got very hurt at university when I was unfaithful and got caught out when I was a lot younger and it's kind of scarred me for life. So I made an objective decision that the second guy was the one that I was going to spend my time with. And the reason for that is that we have a lot of fun. We have a great sexual connection. We talk about a lot of stuff in the world, spiritually, but also I don't feel any pressure from him. And I feel this beautiful consistency that I don't have with the other guy. And I'm aware enough of my cycles now to know that the old Louise would go chasing Mr. Sexy Motorbike Man. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at, but it's really playing on my mind still. Like, I'm not going to lie. I still think about the other guy. I bump into him all the time. And that like, oh, like I fancy you so much that you literally feel like my soulmate. Like that feeling is there. So I don't know if you want to start with that or where you want to go. That's a little bit of of the backstory of where I'm at. And I can't wait for us to get into this. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Yes. So I'm going to ask some questions. First of all, you have to start with asking yourself, what is it you want at this point in your life? And it sounds like based on the choice you made, you're wanting something more consistent potentially long-term, like a, a relationship that could go somewhere. Yeah, definitely where I'm at right now is as I've um, escaped the last part of heartbreak, where I've started to realize I'm ready to date again, I'm dating with intention. I'm really ready to meet that person. I'm really ready to start to looking at settle down and looking what the rest of my thirties have to offer and children and family And I've done enough self-work to know that chasing the bad boys around town is not going to be conducive. I just am ready to open my heart to consistency. And also I would just, I would really like to sleep with someone if I'm totally honest. Mm -hmm. And I just need to feel safe with someone. For me, one of the worst things is when you sleep with someone and they just like, don't talk to you again, or they feel, you feel like they've just used you or they just, you just, it's like we're done. Like you kind of feel like that was the end of the cycle. Like the guy got what they wanted. And that for me is so traumatizing. I honestly feel like particularly when I was drinking, I would just go through that cycle so many times. So yeah, I'm open to something communicative and safe, but I would like it to have a little edge of like sexy passion in an ideal world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, this other guy, the first guy that you were calling the one with the bad boy edge, The way that I see it is he is a test for you, a loving test from the universe to really shift into a new pattern. And this is just how it works. When we say we're ready to change, we were ready for something new. We're going to get these loving tests to demonstrate and they will be challenging. 
because in this case, you're going to have to give up that short term gratification, which has been so gratifying in the past. You're not going to get to sit across the table with him and flirt or make out with him because it's not going to get you what you ultimately want. And so you have to be committed to what it is you really want, which is safety and consistency, because the deeper part of you knows that's what you're ready for. That's what you deserve. Yeah. The, what I find so difficult is like, it just feels so good. And Mm -hmm. in those moments, it's like almost impossible to control, you know, when they're looking at you, when they're touching you, like the feeling that it creates in your body, I have to very objectively manage it to like, now I have the awareness. I'm able to tell myself, this is just a chemical response in your body. And this chemical response does not mean that this person is your soulmate because I genuinely I think that's how it makes you feel like when you feel something that intensely you genuinely feel like oh my god I have to have this like I have I feel like I have to have that guy and my rational mind is saying you do not have to have that guy so it's like that tug of war in my head that I'm dealing with just trying to stay on the right side of it and that's why I'm glad I don't drink as well because I honestly If I was drunk, I understand why people booty call people. It's hard enough to say no when you're sober. Yeah. And incorporating alcohol into that. Yeah. I mean, when you're drinking, your judgment gets impaired. Even with one or two drinks, your inhibitions are lowered. And so this is so much of the work. Again, it feels so good. You've been addicted to this short-term gratification. And the story is, I need it. It feels good, so I want it. I need to have it. But in reality, it's kept you stuck in these cycles. Or this is going to end. The sex would probably be amazing. But I really don't think that he's someone that is ready to invest in the work of a relationship. Because that honeymoon period does end. Yeah, I agree with you totally, but then you have the devil on your shoulder. And I think what I find difficult though, is there's almost then this, it feels like a challenge for me. Oh, if I just spend more time with him, then he'll realize X, Y, Z. Or if we just do this, because I mean, when we're together is unbelievable, but then when we leave, the communication is not consistent. And, you know, it's just like, we just keep bumping into each other. And I also then have to manage those own cycles in my head, which is like, Louise, Louise, Sarah, Charlotte, Rumble, you do not have to make this man pick you, make this man choose you, make this man love you. And it does not matter how insanely powerful the chemistry is when you're together. This is not your job to convince him that if he can just fix the other side of him, then you'll get the chemistry and the relationship. And then together you'll live the best experience you've ever experienced. That's kind of where I've made progress but I still find it hard I think I have a pattern of making men like love me like I'll pick a man and I'll be like okay that's the one and then they might be avoidant or they might be hard to pin down and then I always end up getting it whether that's like sleeping with them or having a relationship or making them fall in love with me and then I leave so it's kind of like a chase cycle yes and what's running that cycle is the fear that you are not good enough and you, you activate that part of you that wants to prove that you can, you can get that person. You, you can prove to them 
that you are worthy. And I also think that you're getting that, you know, that ego gratification of being desired. It feels good to know we have that effect on somebody. Yeah. But you should never be in that transactional model of love position where you're having to earn it or make it happen or get them to see how amazing you are. You are not going to change this man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where I've made a lot of progress is that I do not message him. The old me would be messaging him, would be starting the conversation. Like I made an objective and conscious decision. I am not going to do that because that is old behavior and that is chasing patterns and was so proud of myself. He drove past me like a day or two ago and any normal person having an excuse to message someone would be like, oh, you just drove, you just drove past me like I'm going to this hotel. Do you want to come and have a coffee? And I just didn't. And every part of my body was like screaming that I wanted to message him. And he looked so sexy. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> but that's so good because that's you breaking that pattern and like foregoing that immediate gratification. Right. Yeah. And, and then you know what happened? What? He walked into the hotel anyway. I didn't even have to message him. The universe just put him like right in front of me. And I was like, oh my God. And I think that's something I find difficult as well is that I understand the concepts of the universe testing you. But sometimes there's that blurry line between, well, then why do they keep bringing this person so much? Like maybe this is a sign. And then I think we get blurred around like, oh, the universe is like trying to get us to be together. He just needs to change. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it depends on the lens with which you're seeing it. Listen, you have to demonstrate that what you say you want is what you really want. And it's still hard for you. So you're going to keep getting that test until you quit talking to him and clear him out. You're going to keep getting that same test. Mm, and there is that part of you that still romanticizes it. Yes, you're right. Because even though I've made the the thing in my head that I'm not going to message you, that piece is still there. Oh, maybe further down the line, maybe when he's changed, blah, blah, blah. You're right. Until I cut it, that's when the lessons will stop. And that actually, another thing you've said really resonated with me because you've taught me a lot on these podcasts that don't view their words, view their actions, right? Yeah. So when I'm with him, he says things like, oh, I want to take you to Mexico City. Let's do Temezcal ceremonies together. Like, I want to go to the jungle with you. The first time he said that to me, I just was like, oh my God, I'm literally going to fall in love with this man. Now I can see it for what it is. And I'm like, I don't know if that's breadcrumbing or love bombing or orbiting. Like, it doesn't even really matter what it is. All I know is that nothing that he said has aligned with any actions. Like there has not been anything. Even when he's like, let's go for dinner this week. It, it never happens. And that's another reason why I'm proud of myself. Like, well done, Louise. You, I've seen the lesson in action here. And the other guy's actually the polar opposite in terms of when I met him, we connected so well. Like I, he was working, so we couldn't really connect, but I like fancied him so much. And we just had this little smile when we were talking to each other. But I left and he didn't ask for my number. Anyway, I then bumped into him again, which you would say, okay, another thing from the universe bringing you back together, maybe. Mm -hmm. Then he asked for my number straight away. And then that the next night he took me out for dinner. And ever since then, his consistency, it's just there. It's just literally there. If I want to do something, he says, okay, great. See you at this time. Or let's do this. Like 
it's a consistency that I actually, I don't think I've experienced in a very long time. And normally when I experience this kind of consistency, I'm like, Ew, you know that. Yeah, because it's not activating that old role of yours, which is needing to earn love to prove your worth. You don't need to do that here. And so in the past, it wasn't exciting for you, but you're getting healthier. You're able to tolerate just receiving, not having to do that work. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting how it would have used to have been, ooh, this is horrible. This is uncomfortable. This is boring you know I think there's this not even misconception because I genuinely think it's what we feel when you've been in these avoidant love chasing traps for so long that something there on a plate is like I don't want it like why would I why would I want it if you're giving it to me but then there's something about this where I've just been like relishing in how beautiful the consistency has been and I think it really helps that I'm I think he's really handsome and he's older and he's just like wise and interesting and it just feels like a real man like real man like real love like real dating and somehow it hasn't given me that ooh and I even have been able to say to him you know this feels very unusual for me like I'm not mm-hmm. used to this um but it is interesting how it can feel boring, I think is the word. Like people find it boring when it's not chaotic. And that is crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? If it's not chaotic, we think it's boring. Yeah, exactly. And that's because you're becoming more grounded and less chaotic internally. Mm. And you are starting to learn how to receive. You're stepping out of that old transactional model that we talked about of having to earn love and work for it and over-function and chase. It's still there in you though, which is why, I mean, I think you're at a real pivotal moment, which is oftentimes showing up like this, like where you have these two men and this old part of you is still really attracted to this man who is not a leader, who is not a consistent, grounded, emotionally mature in terms of a relationship type of man. And you are, it's, it's like you keep getting that temptation and you have to keep staying intentional. What do I want? I think what is also so interesting is that I had this, one thing I am really proud of is that I've done so much work that I'm so good at open, transparent, calm communication. I love to talk about what's going on. And that's also another reason why I do like slightly older men I feel like they're more able to engage in these discussions with me and maybe that's not actually anything to do with age maybe it's just a coincidence but I do feel like particularly out here as well people are very emotionally open and whatnot and so I had a discussion with the first guy and when I said the word like inconsistent to him He, and the good thing is, is there's no offense taken. There's no ego. A lot of people have very small ego in Tulum because they've done a lot of spiritual work. He was just honestly so shocked that that was the word that was coming up for me. And I delivered it with love and compassion. Like it wasn't a negative thing. I was just saying, objectively, you are inconsistent. That when we're together, it's amazing. And then you disappear and then you say things and you don't pull through. And I just thought that was crazy that in that moment, he genuinely just didn't even have any awareness that he was inconsistent or unreliable so I think I wanted to ask you so the first guy for example 
these people that are running around and they're hard to pin down or they're avoidant or they're not emotionally intelligent. And I guess it's different for everyone. So you can't say it's a one size fits all, but do you think they're aware they're doing it? Because what I got from that conversation was that this guy wasn't even doing it on purpose. Like when we had the conversation, he was so able to engage in it and say, wow, that's so interesting. Well, when I think about it, you know, my ex relationship made me feel X, Y, Z and the girls I've dated made me feel X, Y, Z, but it felt like he wasn't consciously aware of what he was doing. So these avoidance, do you think they're consciously doing it or not consciously doing it? Maybe a little of both, but a large part of it is unconscious. And again, self-awareness is such a big piece of being a good partner of being a consistent partner, because if you're not tuned into yourself emotionally, this, you know, the first guy is very pleasure driven. It sounds like immediate gratification. He's all about it. And he's having a lot of fun. Nothing wrong with that. Unless you're a woman that wants a consistent, safe relationship. He's not the guy for you. And maybe the feedback that you gave him kind of sparked a light bulb for him, which is great. That doesn't mean you should date him. He's got work to do. He's just now taking this feedback in and starting to think about it. It doesn't mean he's done the work to figure out why am I so driven by short-term gratification. It doesn't mean he's going to be ready to just be with one person and be ready to be in a consistent relationship. That's not who he is. And you only want to be with men who've already done that work, who find it easy to be consistent and with one person. Yeah. And the other guy is so consistent when he just like casually on our second date dropped into conversation, you know, oh, my therapist. And I just was like, yes, like, (laughs) yes, like, well done. Like, not only are you handsome and you're kind and you're compassionate and you're funny, but you're also in therapy. Like, yeah, tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Um, And it just seems so easy for him. And and that's unusual for me as well, that it comes easily for these people. Because in my last, I mean, I mean, looking back at my relationship, history is like actually a sick joke but the last few relationships I've been in have they've been either avoidant or they've gone through so much trauma that I've had to like love them out of their shell or I've had to fix them or whatever and then there's this guy who's just like there yeah and that's the thing I wanted to say you should never be in that position where you are the healthier one teaching them and coaching them A lot of us end up in that position. No, we need to hold out for men who are doing their own work, have already done the work, who can teach us something and equal. Mm -hmm. And that's new for you. You're used to being the one who's done this work and then you teach a man. I think you need to learn how to communicate how you like to be loved rather than teach. Do you think that's fair? Your job is to show up as yourself and observe how the other person loves you, right? And to be honest about your experience of that and to ask for more of what you need, but you don't teach them how to do it. You don't stay on their case. You don't, you just simply observe, be yourself, be authentic, be honest and see what happens. It is not your job to teach someone these skills. And I think the last point that I want to make is what we said about like, it's still a new relationship. So there's still a lot to learn. 
another thing is you and I were talking before we started recording and how you were labeling like the first guy, the bad boy and the, this new guy that you're seeing the good guy. And I, I think it's important because I asked you then, like, how long have you guys been seeing each other? And you said like six weeks. And it's so typical for us to think we know someone, right? It's like, you're seeing all the good in him, but there's still so much to learn about him. So we can't label him as like all this or all that because nobody's all this or all that. Mm. We think he's consistent so far. He's been consistent, but you need a longer period of time to really experience being in a relationship with him. And I just think it's important to make that point because a lot of times we get attached to somebody and the idea of somebody without the time spent really seeing how they respond to all the different things that happen in a relationship, right? If they accidentally hurt your feelings or if you disappoint them or when there's conflict, there's so much more that he's going to learn about you and you're going to learn about him and how the two of you navigate all those things together. Yeah, you're so right. And it's so easy at the beginning. Everything is just so easy. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out from here, because I think if we approach the first pieces of conflict or misunderstanding as a beautiful vehicle to see how you and they function individually and together, then it's a much more conscious way of approaching conflict rather than it just being you made me feel like this. I felt like this, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think that's such interesting feedback around you don't have to teach, but you have to communicate. Once you learn about your partner and how they work and you see them as a separate person, your expectations are more reasonable, right? Mm -hmm. That's why relationships are so hard. You're not dating yourself. I feel like the first two months have just been bliss you know just everything's just so easy you have to go to this next level where you share with someone your fears and kind of like the stuff that's harder to share Mm. to see if they can fully embrace that and respond to it you don't want anyone who can't yeah yeah it's a really important step you're so right I think that uh yeah, now I'm back on the dating scene. There's going to be some <laughs> very good stories for everyone. The last year and a half of accidental celibacy has meant that we've avoided some very enjoyable and engaging stories. So I'm sure we'll we'll keep you guys updated and Dr. Terry will be there to guide me along the way. But I think let's let's wrap up there. So thank you so much for everything. And you've already made me feel better, which is beautiful. And I think that talking is so important we just deal with things silently and it just kind of feels really shit so thank you you're welcome okay i'll see you soon and i love you bye Bye. hey friends before you get rid of me totally i just wanted to check in with another update on this story so yeah i basically bumped into both of the guys in the same place and had a slightly awkward encounter and I mean awkward in terms of I was literally shitting my pants excuse my language that uh everything was going to go to pot and in that moment I realized that the guy that I didn't want to lose was the nice guy the guy 
that I'm so looking forward to continuing to get to know and the one that is consistent and stable and reliable and exciting and sexy and everything wrapped into one. So in that moment, I think I saw how far I had come and yeah, I actually received a message later that day from the other guy, the first guy saying, you know, I don't think we should connect because I know that you're connecting with the other guy and I adore you and I just think that right now is basically not the right time and I replied saying I could not agree more and I'm really experiencing something really healing and really beautiful right now so yeah old part of me felt a bit rejected by that message but the new part of me just felt like this is good this is safe there's no dishonesty here there's nothing that I'm gonna get caught out or I'm not gonna hurt people so I think in this moment I've just realized this is what personal growth looks like I'm not chasing after the sexy guy that's inconsistent I'm not trying to get him to change his mind I'm not gonna try and tell him why he should chase after me or make me choose him and actually what I'm doing is I'm just appreciating the sexy guy that is kind to me the sexy guy that kisses me on my forehead the guy that when I have a bad day I want to have a cuddle with so yeah this is like a really really beautiful experience for me and it's a lot it's like a lot for me to process the things that I'm feeling I'm not used to feeling them particularly as I've been so closed off the last year and a half and it's definitely unusual but I'm just trying to lean into it I'm not trying to go into avoidant mode I'm not trying to go into anxious mode I'm just trying to be grateful for every moment that we spend together and every lesson that I'm learning from him so yeah I just wanted to give you an update on that situation which is that we've come back full circle and honestly by tomorrow I will have bounced back and yeah won't be thinking or feeling rejected in any way shape or form I'll just be knowing that this is right and this is good and I'm looking after myself and all is okay so yeah just a small update to let you know uh just to keep taking things day by day and yeah everything is panning out exactly as it's meant to so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and please message me if you enjoyed it also dr terry is doing an incredible set of relationship readings at the moment so you can book a one-on-one relationship reading with her where she basically will go through everything in your childhood your relationship with your caregivers your previous relationships and she will tell you exactly why you love how you love what the problems are what's holding you back what you're being attracted to why you're being attracted to it and basically will give you like three months of therapy literally in the space of a week with this relationship reading so if you guys want one of them make sure that you quote open house and you'll get a discount and i just really think it's the most amazing way to kickstart your own relationship with yourself and to transition into these healthier relationships that can still be sexy that can still give you butterflies that can still make you smile into your phone every time i'm with this guy i literally find myself smiling and i'm like what is going on so healthy growth is happening over here and i don't know what's going to happen and whether this is just a season or a reason or a lesson i don't really know but 
what I do know is I'm just going to keep exploring things and be grateful that the universe is bringing these good people to me because I spent a lot of time very closed off in London feeling like there's no one out there for me in London and I come away and then I meet these amazing people so I think stay energetically open otherwise you're in your own way anyway a little recap from me at the end of this episode to let you know that I am not doing anything naughty and I'm being more sensible than I've been in a long time. So I love you guys lots and I will talk to you soon. Bye bye.